Welcome to Soccer Every Day. I am Felipe Cardenas, your host today, and I'm actually joined by Adam Leventhal, a writer, broadcaster, host extraordinaire, typically hosting many of these shows for The Athletic UK, but he is here today because he's also our Watford expert, and we're going to talk about Kucha Hernandez, the Watford player who has just transferred to the Columbus crew in a club record deal for the Ohio club. Uh, Adam, welcome. How are you? I'm very well. I'm looking forward to getting stuck into Kucho because he, he he made an impact. And I think most Watford fans are a little bit sad that he's gone, to be honest. So it'd be, it'd be nice to just, yeah, give him some props. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about him. Well, I'd love to get into that. Just some other reaction from Watford. I think that would be really interesting because here stateside, it was really heavily promoted as a major deal for Major League Soccer. A young player, just 23 years old, uh, coming over from the Premier League. Obviously, Watford relegated, but uh, you know he spent the bulk of his career in Europe, in La Liga, and uh, in the Premier League. And now he's coming to MLS at the tender age of 23. And so I'll go over just quickly... Uh, some of the details of this of this transfer fee. You know, it's been reported between a ten and eleven million dollar deal for Cucho Hernandez. That is a club record for the Columbus Crew. And and for those listening that perhaps our Watford fans don't know anything about Major League Soccer, the Columbus Crew are one of the original clubs founded in 1996, the first year of Major League Soccer, and perennially one of the better clubs in MLS. Very well run. Uh, they won MLS Cup, the League Championship, just in just two years ago in 2020. A highly regarded front office, one of the better sporting directors in Tim Bespachenko. Uh, their scouting department is obviously also well regarded in MLS. And so they had their eyes on Kucho for quite a while. That was revealed yesterday in a press conference with Bezbachenko. Uh, and something that Adam, I want to ask you because he, he brought up the type of player that Cucho is and the type of striker that the Columbus crew needed. They, for years, had an American striker, uh, Jazzy Zardes, who is more of a goal poacher, sort of a, you can call him a tap-in merchant, if you will. Uh, but something that Bezbachenko said that they were looking for was a striker that can create for himself, that can destabilize defenses. He described Cucho as being uh, quick, agile, and very versatile. Does that sound like the Cucho Hernandez that you know? Yeah, it, it does. Um, he's he's someone that has shown uh, an array of qualities and does fit in with that that description. We know that he can be acrobatic. We've seen that in particular with his his goal against uh, Arsenal, that amazing overhead kick, which was you know such a, a sunshine moment in the in the season for Watford, with not many sunshine moments. I can tell you that much. Um, so he 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 showed that ability, that agility. Um, but he also showed a great determination in some of the other goals that he scored. In particular, I'm thinking that the goal that he scored against Manchester City, um, Watford were 3-0 down at the time. He'd come on and it was just grit and uh, persistence that made sure that he, he got to the ball and, and snuck it in. And it, was a, and it was a good finish from him. And that's something that I think we've seen throughout the season, that he is He's determined. When you're on the pitch, when you see him on the pitch, he scuttles around. He's always there just trying to get to the ball, trying to do something. And in terms of you know making something for himself and being creative for himself, obviously we saw that with the first goal that he scored um, in the Premier League after what, you know, 20, 30 seconds after coming on against Aston Villa, um, you know, cutting in from the right-hand side onto his right foot and then curling the ball in 
um, to the to the Aston Villa net, and that was an incredible goal. Um, and then the other two goals that he scored against Southampton, um, the first one was was you know an instinct to to get in behind to to you know it, it was an error at the back from Southampton, but he was there and he he sniffed out the danger and he finished well. And then his second one was a really sort of high caliber volley. Um, to finish for that second goal. And it was cruel after that, having just got himself into the side, that he got an injury mm. and he wasn't able to then kick on because it may well have been that Watford would have been able to add a couple of uh, extra mil onto that um, onto that price tag, I think. Do you, th- is, is that, I mean, is he a 10, 11 million dollar player in your opinion? Well, it's interesting with the, um, with the price tag because, you know, <laughs> And you'll be able to tell me far more on on this. In MLS, it's obviously um, very sort of clear, crystal clear in terms of the the financial structure of deals and and things like that. But there is quite a lot of caginess at this end in terms of what the actual fee was that has been paid. And I've heard anything between um, nine million pounds, so yeah, $10 million roughly, up to 12 million pounds in terms of the, the full value of the deal, and that may well take into consideration add-ons and his his performances um, to come. So we'll just have to wait and see, basically, until the Watford accounts come out, <laughs> and then we can actually see what it says in terms of how much has has actually been paid for him. In terms of whether he's worth that money, I think Watford made the decision to sell him at the right time. They. And we've learned this subsequent to the the deal going through that they've they had a few concerns that maybe he wouldn't be suited to um, the sort of style of play that the new Watford head coach Rob Edwards would like. I don't necessarily know if that is um, particularly true because I think he could have been a success at Championship level. But I think in terms of his you know his his height, he's not he's not a big guy. He can't really be a target man, so he wouldn't be able to be used as that and they thought well look if we can cash in and we can make some money considering we've got gone down and we need to get some money into the coffers because we're not earning as much with our central payments after after relegation then let's cash in now and, and they've had him for a while on the books yep. on the on the potso books so i thought they just they just went okay come on let's go for it we've got you know a, a decent season out of him and if we can cash in now then then let's Let's go for it and, and uh, you know, say farewell, but with a warm farewell. I think from the MLS side, it's it says it's I believe it's among now the top 10 transfers all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think what's interesting, though, is that Kucha is 23. He's not sort of the uh, the young uh, jewel uh, from South America, untested that you want to bring to MLS, develop and then sell on. This is a player that, like I mentioned before, spent the bulk of his young career in Europe. Uh, I think what is interesting, though, is that he's never been prolific. He's not a prolific striker. I think his best year was in the second division for Spain for Huesca, scored, uh, I think, around 20 goals. Mm. Uh, but something that Tim Bezbachenko said, the president and general manager of the Columbus crew, is that uh, you know he, he, he believes that... He, Cucho struggled at Watford because he was playing out of position. This is a player that wanted to come and be a central 
a center forward, be the guy. He said he wants to be the guy. He wants to score goals. He wants to lead the league and score in goals. And he wants to be the face of a club. Uh, you know, he mentioned being pushed out to the wing. Uh, perhaps the style of play wasn't suiting him. Uh, so, so I think that's interesting that perhaps coming to MLS where it is very attack minded, you know, the, the, the clubs spend money on attackers, not defenders. Uh, and, and so I wonder what you feel about that. Is this a, a player that in the right situation can bag a lot of goals? Do you see that happening for, for Cucho Hernandez, who one of my, a, a, a colleague of mine DM me yesterday and said, he's going to be the MLS Aguero. And I know you mentioned that as well in, in a story that you wrote about the rise of Kucha Hernandez. Uh, he does have that sort of profile, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the, the physical comparisons are there. Um, obviously, with, you know, the bleach blonde hair, there was that sort of synergy as well when when Sergio Aguero had, had the same the same haircut too. Obviously, he's, you know, he's got, he's quite squat and short and he's got those thick calves and he, you know, he scuttles around, as I said earlier on. Um, but, but in terms of him being a striker that can score goals and score goals consistency, I think that's very much the case. Um, you know, we saw it and I mentioned it before, you know, when he got himself into the side and he was playing down the middle under Roy Hodgson, um, which isn't necessarily the most flamboyant style of football, but he was, someone that was doing what he was supposed to be doing in the side. Get in the box, get in between, you know, the two posts and poach. And he did that. He did that against Arsenal with that great goal, as we mentioned, with the two goals against Southampton. And then he didn't have an opportunity to kick on, which was a real shame. Um, in terms of positions, absolutely right. You know, he was put out on the on the left-hand side, maybe as, as a, a first change after... Um, maybe Ishmael Assar or Emmanuel Dennis or Joshua King had come off, then he would be brought on. Um, and then in terms of actually having a style of play and a consistent style of play, how can you do that when you've had three head coaches in your first Premier League season in a struggling side? He obviously started with, with Shisco Munoz, who I think he had a good connection with. Then when Claudio Ranieri came in, there was another shift in how Watford were playing. There was, you know, different personnel brought in. And then with Roy Hodgson, what he needs is, is exactly what has been outlined by, by the crew. Put him down the middle. Maybe, I don't know, maybe playing off a, a larger cent central um, attacker. Um, and then, you know, he can, feed, he can feed off the scraps. But he's also shown, and I think maybe, you know, as I've mentioned, he's, you know, he's, quite, he's quite a short guy. He can battle. He is physical. And he can climb in the box as well. There was a couple of occasions earlier on in the season, actually, where, you know, he did get up for headers and he, and he came close. So he's got that spring and he's got the aggression and the determination. He just needs a bit of a consistent, consistent season. And I think he'll, he, will, he will be, you know, an exceptional player in, in MLS. In the Premier League, in a struggling side, he wasn't amazing, but he did do some amazing things. Yep. So I really look forward to seeing what he can do in, in the States. Well, listen, I mean, he's going to be given the 10 shirt. He is uh, clearly joining a side that, like I mentioned, very highly regarded, but currently 11th in the table mm. in the Eastern Conference, struggling to score goals. Uh, Caleb Porter, their head coach, one of the you know better American coaches and MLS coaches, uh, you know over the years, struggling, you know on the hot seat as they say here stateside. And so I think that does put a little bit of pressure on Kucho that once he can play, I think the transfer window 
uh, officially opens July 7th. He'll get his paperwork done and he can, he can start. I think he's projected to start and play against the Chicago Fire on July 9th. You know, the, the pressure will be on right away to get those goals. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I, I think something else I want to ask you, Adam, is in the press release announcing the signing, uh, Tim Bezbachenko, the president and sporting director, w- referred to Cucho Hernandez as a world-class player. Uh, I thought that was interesting because as a Colombian, I, I have followed his career closely. He even played for my side, uh, my beloved America de Cali side, uh, briefly. Uh, but just two appearances for the Colombian national team ha- has been, as you mentioned, struggling uh, in Europe just because of the sides that he's been on, the turnover he, that he's faced uh, from a managerial perspective. And internationally, he's behind three or four strikers uh, at the Colombian national team level. So how does a player like that, uh, how is he considered world-class? Bezbachenko, I thought his answer was, very interesting. He said, when you see games in the Premier League in person, it's one thing to watch them on television. It's another thing to see them in person. And you see a player like Cucho Hernandez, the intelligence that's needed, uh, the intensity that's needed for 90 minutes, the goals that he has scored, uh, you know, even in La Liga, scoring against Barcelona, scoring against Real Madrid. You mentioned the acrobatic style that he has. I mean, he just scores worldies uh, most of the time. You know, Bezbachenko said that to me, it takes world-class talent. And so they've pro- they've projected this player as to be being elite. Uh, I guess my question to you is, is the move from Watford, despite the fact that it was time to go, perhaps, coming to MLS, uh, a player of his age and of his you know his potential. How was that? How was the reaction from from England seeing Cucho come to MLS at just twenty three? It, it's interesting, and I think it is. It's split. There will be Watford fans in particular that will know the financial background to why they've sold at this time. Um, there will also be the the arrogance of European football fans and and English football fans that that still see MLS as a as a massive step down and almost as if he's he's going into some sort of retirement you and i know that yes okay it's not it's not the same level but there is no reason to still see it with those sort of weird retro specs where you think well hang on a minute it's a bit it's a bit of a retirement home that you know the whole structure has changed and the way that developing players has changed has made it more of a stepping stone rather than a retirement home and i think that from his perspective it's an interesting one, and you'll be able to answer this for for me, is whether it makes more sense for him to be on that side of the world when he wants to be under the noses of those who are selecting, you know, the Colombian national team more regularly. I mean, that sounds almost, it sounds naive, but I, because obviously everyone watches all of the games, and if you're in the Premier League, you're going to be watched all the time. Um, but does it make a little bit of, of sense for him to be, Closer to home, for want of a better phrase. 
And actually, you know, Bezbachenko mentioned that for, for Cucho, you know, being closer to home, closer to South America, closer to Colombia was uh, an important factor for him. You know, Colombia is going through a big turnover. You know, they, they have a new manager. Uh, they did not qualify for the World Cup in 2022. So they're about to go through a generational change as well. And Cucho is going to be part of that. You know, I, I think it is rare for a Colombian player to play in MLS and play for the Colombian national team. It is very rare. Most managers do not look at MLS uh, as, a, as, 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 a, as sort of a pool uh, to choose players. But you're right. I think being closer to that South American microscope, especially the timing of where Colombia is, I think will help him. Now, Bezbachenko actually did mention the retirement uh, league sort of you know, that stigma that MLS yeah. has. And he said, it's it's no longer that. I think like he said that a player like Cucho can come here. He's actually signed through 2025. So he said a, a player like Cucho can come here, perform at a high level, consistently score goals, be great, and move back to Europe. And, and, and that bodes well for both the player and the club. You know, he his value increases. We've seen big you know, big sales from MLS to Europe for players his age. And so I think that still bodes well for him. But it'll be interesting because in Colombia, like I said, he he divides opinion. Cucho really does divide opinion. Some players think he's some, you know, some just talking to friends. They're like, yeah, he's just, you know, a regular footballer, in my opinion. Other people see him as how is he not an, a national team player, a consistent call up for the national team, considering what he has sort of done uh, in his young career. But uh It'll be interesting. I think he's going to have the spotlight on him right away. And and perhaps that's what he needed, uh, even though it's not uh, a league uh, with the stature of La Liga, certainly not Premier League. He's going to be front and center. He's going to be one of the new stars of a young league. And I think that'll help him a lot. No, I, I completely agree. And I think that that's different, isn't it? You know, he obviously made his name as a, as a kid and he was playing just before his, his 16th birthday. And... He then showed that he was, you know, a, a boy, but with a with a man's mentality. And he, he was leading, you know, sides when he was only eighteen. But he's always been bobbing around in struggling sides in Europe, especially in Spain, in in those um, uh, loan spells that that he had, and again in in Watford. And I think he would have had an opportunity to play in the Premier League had it been more predictable with Watford. You know. Cucho Hernandez had always been on the books. He'd always been in that Pozzo, um, under the Pozzo umbrella. And if Watford hadn't been relegated in 2019-20, he would have been playing in the Premier League in the 2020-21 season. So we would have had a, a greater body of work to, to judge him on. And again, relegation has meant that he doesn't have another season in the Premier League. So it goes back to the point of, this is almost, a, he's had a couple of sort of sliding doors moments. And now the most important thing for him is to have a large body of work where he's playing consistently as a, you know, as a, as a number nine, number 10, but, you know, in between the sticks, poaching goals and to be able to have a season to go, you know, this is what I'm about. I'm playing for, for good people in a good league and, you know, I want to bring the sunshine and, and I hope that he can do that. And I'm sure he will. And he goes with the, with the blessing of Watford, yes, they've got some money in the coffers, but also he he did all he could in a in a in a difficult season, and he left some happy memories. That's all you you know. That's what you want to do in football. Yeah, sometimes you might finish fourteenth, fifteenth, not get to a semi final, not get to a final, not win trophies. People will remember 
the goal against Aston Villa, the goal against Arsenal. You know, they're, they're moments that bring a sort of a, you know, they, they put this, the hairs up on, on the back of your neck. They are goals that were moments. And that's what football is all about. And he delivers those moments. And that's what's that's what's really exciting about seeing what he can do. And I think everyone watching, you know, English football fans, but especially Watford, Watford fans will wait for that next Cucho moment and will watch <laughs> it with pride. And, you know, hope hopefully he gets there. And hopefully he doesn't get any injuries because he has had a few injuries along the way. And that's hopefully not going to hold him back this, you know, for the remainder of this season. Well, let, let's end on this because Cucho actually does have a real name. His, his name is Juan Camilo. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and Cucho is his nickname. It's a great nickname. And you actually covered it in a story that we'll, we'll add the link here uh, uh, for the show and for, for all the listeners and viewers. But uh, I, I knew one part of the nickname, Cucho, uh, which in Colombia, if, if, you're, if you're young and, you're, and someone's calling you Cucho, it's typically because you have the face of an elder. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, Cucho, I sometimes call my dad, you know, Cucho. You know, he's, he's, he's my, obviously, he's, as, as, as a father figure. But you, you mentioned something interesting that I didn't know about where, where that name comes from. Can Explain that one. I think it's so interesting. Yeah, and, and it was to do with him, um, you know, we mentioned him having bleached hair before. Uh, he, seemingly, he's he's been quite into having various different haircuts throughout his life, even from a very young age. Um, and he had his hair completely shaved. And people were, yeah, saying, oh, maybe he looks like an old guy. But they were also <laughs> saying that he looked like Esteban Cambiasso. And that's where the, the Cucho nickname comes from. And I suppose it's sort of it reaffirms it. Yes, he looked like an old dude with a shaven head beyond <laughs> his years, um, but it came from from Cambiasso as well. So, you know, obviously a, a figure that is that is known in, in England too. So, yeah, that's where the nickname came from. You know, the comparisons to Aguero making his debut when he was was just 15 years old. It's all in it's all in the piece, actually. And, um, yeah, I was just reading back to it just to refresh my memory before we came on here. And, um yeah, it's interesting getting the, the perspective of some of the guys that have worked um, for the Pozzo recruitment team and things mm -hmm. like that, why they chose him, what he showed at a younger age, um, their hopes for him for the future as well. And obviously that's not going to be at Watford, but it will be in MLS and they, they will be watching and uh, yeah, hoping that he he kicks on because he's a nice guy. He's a, he's a friendly guy. He's a happy guy. He's He's someone that plays with a smile on his face and that's what you want to see, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm biased. I've said it several times as a Colombian. I hope he does well. I had a friend DM me the other day and said he's going to smash it in MLS. Uh, and and I believe he's going to be a star. I think he has a lot to prove. Uh, he, he's going to be in a setting that he can do that. Uh, but yes, Juan Camilo Cucho Hernandez, new record club record signing for the Columbus crew. Adam Leventhal, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Enjoyed it. Good luck.